Let us bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you again for this great opportunity, and we don't take it lightly. We appreciate you so much for having so much confidence in us and so much trust in us. We thank you so much for everything you downloaded in our system. Uh, Lord, for a day such as this, and Lord, we ask you that um, those people that's listening uh, via the internet, uh, let them focus. Lord, we ask you to bless those in the congregation. Let them focus. Let them hear your word. Know who they are and appreciate who they are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I'm so excited again today uh, to be able to preach the word of God. Um, uh, it's such an honor. And this series, The Life-Giving Church. And I just want you guys to understand so much of how valuable you are to God. And how valuable everybody is to God. And so when we talk about a life-giving church, we talk about a church who really represents God, who really want to help give life to other people. Uh, it's not so much as the building giving life as it is people giving life. And so often uh, we um, uh, don't look at people in their light. And when God does something um, in people's life, uh, we need to appreciate it and know that God is a working. Amen. And I just want you to understand, uh, everybody, everybody goes through something. Everybody goes through something. And, uh, and so we need to understand that. So if we're going to be a life-giving church, uh, we have to see people the way God sees them. And then you have to do an introspection of your own life and realize uh, where you were and what God did for you. Uh, and when you were at your lowest point, how God came through for you. So often, uh, and I want to talk to the children, it's, it's so often uh, we don't take it serious. Uh, we think this thing is play. And so we don't really read our word. Uh, we don't get do any kind of devotion. And then we go through life, and we run into all kind of snags. Things happen in life and not realizing, man, who we are in God. Once you know who you are, uh, then nobody can define you anymore. Because you know who you are in Christ. Every one of us was created in God's image. Every one of us. And we need to understand that. From the bottom of my heart, we need to understand that. So uh, the title is, You Matter to Me. Please accept my apology. Right? And why do I say that? I want you guys to think about you as an individual. When God has enlightened you and God has given you um, his Holy Spirit from the time you was conceived in your mother's womb and you came into the knowledge, you woke up and knew who you were in God and recognized your position in God. And, and, and then, but we uh, often, man, we look at other people and we say, man, that they need Jesus, right? Uh, they already have him. I, I, I just want you to be aware of that, but sometimes we miss it. Uh, in, when the psalmist was writing, and I want you to hear me well in this psalm. This is important, young people. Uh, it says, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body, and you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I want you to hear me. Here's what the writer is saying. He says, God knew everything about you. And God decided that he wanted to make a difference 
and he created you. He knew everything about you. He knitted you together when you was in your mother's womb. Right? Now, this is everybody. This is not just you. Right? I want you to understand that. So if you're going to be a life-giving church, you got to realize this thing extends beyond you. Right? If we're going to impact the world. He says, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. He said, how well I know it. I want you to understand People are complex. People are different. They're different than you. People come up in different environments, right? Different cultures. But remember, God still created them and he loved them. Understand, some people have been through hell and back, right? And so when you look at somebody, sometimes, man, you're looking at a miracle in the kingdom. You're looking at a miracle. People are walking miracles. You have to know that. So when you look at people, man, you ought to look at them and say, thank you, Jesus, for saving them. All right, now sometimes people don't even recognize who God is, but, but you know who they are, right? That's why we are witnesses. Why do we go to God, go to people on behalf of God and tell them how good God is? Because we know who they are. They just don't know that God loved them and he created them in his image and he wants the best for them in the kingdom of God. This is about the kingdom. So when you're thinking about the kingdom, you got to look at everybody, man, as though God has a, a, a love for them so great that he sent his son into the world and he saved you to help save them. That's how important the kingdom is. It's real business. The church and being a life-giving church means a whole lot. That's why I have to apologize because I looked at you wrong. I thought you were something that you wasn't. I made judgments about you, man, based on your behavior when I didn't even know what you was going through. You had no idea that this person had gotten abused right before they saw you. So when you see a person strung out on drugs or people that's dealing with situations or have alcohol situations or whatever, whatever they're going through, whether they are pole dancing or whatever, you don't know what drove them to it. You have no idea. All you know is that Satan has got a hold of them and their behavior does not line up with what God has for them in their life. So we become witnesses to them. So I have to apologize to them and say, listen, I love you with the love of the Lord. So much so that I'm going to do whatever I can, use whatever resource I have to show you that God is real. That's what life-giving church is. That's when you move out of the sanctuary and become impactful in the world. Amen? So then he goes on to say, the psalmist goes on and he continues to write. Because uh, uh, this is interesting. Now remember... Uh, that he made every delicate inner part of your body. He says, you watch me. Now watch what the summer says. You watch me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was being woven together in the dark of the womb. God, you was watching me. You sit there and you watch me. Why? Because I knew I was creating something that was going to be magnificent. I knew it. I knew I was creating a masterpiece, right? And so what you got to realize, you're not the only masterpiece. There are other people, man, that are masterpieces. They may not even know who they are, 
They don't even know it yet. Some of them have been beaten down so bad they don't even know. Some of you all were beaten down so bad nobody even knew. And then when God came into your life, he transformed you, and then you knew who you were. Right? So I get the great opportunity as an agent of God to be able to pour life into you and introduce you to the person I know that can transform your life. That's God himself. If you understand who you are, right, and realize that he lives inside of you and I can accomplish whatever I want to, and I can be whatever, I am already a success. I'm already a success. Sometimes I don't know it yet. Some of us didn't even know we was going to be what we were. But God blessed us, and we were on our journey. Now, remember this here. God gave us a will, so often, man, people divert, and they go one way or they go the other way. They don't realize it. And sometimes, man, they grow up in environments who don't even know who God is. They had no idea, man, the love of God. We got kids now that's being raised, and they have no really idea, man, of who God is. They really have no idea, man, because their parents, whatever, is doing them. They're going and they're moving. And some of them, they're just working hard. The mama working, the daddy working. And we're not really putting God inside of them. And we're just moving and moving. And we here's the thing. And we cripple them. We bind them clothes and shoes and all this. And they really think we're God. And so they don't really understand who God is. So they don't worship God. Their focus is on you. So in the event that something don't go wrong, man, they really blame you. Right? And what God wants you to know is everything you do for them, they need to know that it's really God working through you to be a blessing to them. Everything I have, man, God gave it to me, man, so you can, I want you to hear me and hear me well, that God loves you and he blessed you to be a blessing. That's what the kingdom is all about. It's not about religion. It's about loving God and loving people. And he's trying to get you to understand it. So then he says this in verse number 16. He says, you saw me. Now, I want you to hear this. You saw me before I was born, right? Every day of my life was recorded in your book. So God says, every day of your life was recorded before you was ever born. He says, I finish you before I even release you. And he said, but, I, but I'm not going to determine which way you go. He said, because I gave you a will, right? Then he goes on and says, every moment was laid out before a single day had passed, right? Now, often, Margaret, we say this, that everything works together for the good. Now, here's the, the, the B part of it. For those who what? Right. And so the, the saints, the saved Sanctified, Holy Ghost-filled people say, you know, uh, everything works together for the good, for them that love the Lord and called according to his purpose. But I just want to challenge you and say, I don't care who you are, everything works together for the good, even if you don't add the B part. Let me tell you why it's important. Remember, God created us. I don't know why. They're going through what they're going through. But everybody, every single person has a journey. Every single person has a trial and tribulation. God is always in charge. God is sovereign. God is ordering our steps. We don't know this over here will make you over here. 
what they're going through over here, I promise you, is like a rainbow in their life. You can't take one of the colors out and make it a rainbow. I want you to know every facet of their life makes them who they are. And what you're going through and went through ain't got nothing to do with them. So what they're struggling with, whatever, you just got to trust, man, that God got this. So when I see you, I'm just praising God for you. And I'm just going to continue to pour into your life so you can be impactful. Because I know, I know the devil has diverted you just like he did me when I was on the wrong path. But when I got back on the right path, oh, the devil wish he had to kill me because he in trouble now. Right? And when God turns their light on in their life, because what they're going through is important. I'm going to show you this is important. I want you to miss this because the, the second part of this sermon is going to really get you. All right? This is important So because we're going to get into Jesus, his teaching. But uh, here's what Jeremiah told us, and it's important, Stephanie. He says, for I know the plans that I have for you. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. And the plans I have for you, Ethan, is not for you to fail. That ain't what, I didn't create you to fail. I didn't make you six, 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 seven for nothing. I knew you were going to be a basketball player before you knew it. Your daddy had no idea. Your mama had no idea what they were doing. They were just enjoying each other. And I was making you. I, I, I knew you were going to get a scholarship before you knew you were going to get a scholarship. He said, I knew it. He said, I know your plans ahead of time. I never intended for you to ever fail. My whole mission when I created you is for you to be successful. And he says this. He said, plans to prosper you and not harm you. I'm, I, I'm not in the business to hurt people. So that theology, God said, that is not me. My whole essence is about love. Everything about me is love. And love, love never hurts. That's why Paul wrote a whole chapter on it in, in Corinthians. Love, love don't hurt nobody. Love builds up and strengthens people. God said, I came that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. That was my mission. So when we're dealing with being a life-giving church, we got to realize, man, that everybody, everybody, God is trying to get to understand they can be awesome if they join up with him. Because I already got you. I just need you to recognize it. That's why it's so easy. Once you turn, the power light turns on, right? Now, understanding that, and, 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 and as we deal with this, remember that, man, as we deal with people, and don't be selfish and think you're the only one saved and sanctified and Holy Ghost filled and fire baptized, right? And, and just remember, uh, some people who don't look like you, right, uh, God has blessed to be something special, and they are so special, man, they impact people's lives. Every one of us do it all the time. People who don't even know who Christ is, watch this, they exemplify God characters because they go and they show the love of God all the time. And we need to understand that. And, but here's the problem. We judge people by the mistakes they make. And when we see a person make a mistake, the first thing we say they need to get Jesus or they need to get saved 
but you don't say that about you. You just say, God, will you forgive me for the sin that I committed? Right? Now, now, now here we go. Now, we're we about to wrap this thing up. This is going to be good. All right? Matthew chapter 7. Jesus is preaching. Now, remember who Jesus is. All right? Jesus is very uh, interesting fellow. All right? He's very unique because he come from a very poor family. And uh, he come from this lady uh, uh, who was very poor, who had nothing, right? And God loved her because she had such a love for God. And God loved her so much, he decided that he would impact the world uh, through this woman in her womb. So he took this woman, and she was so special to him that he impregnated her uh, with him, right? And so she gives birth to this child uh, who's extra special. The child was so brilliant, at 12 years old, he was mesmerizing priests and scholars at 12 years old. He's brilliant. And what made him so brilliant is that he had given his entire life to God. And he had yielded everything to God, recognized, couldn't nobody tell him anything other than God was his father, right? And so he lived. Now, God was trying to show us who we are as human beings. Because we didn't recognize who he was. So God said, I got to show you guys as a human who you are. Now, I want you to understand this. So he comes down, and he comes, and he starts to teach us, man, about the kingdom of God. Right? And he didn't teach us about religion. He taught us about the kingdom of God. Right? And he was telling us that the kingdom is here, and God is here, and he wants us to hitch on to him. Right? So he started to teach something. And as he was teaching he wanted to show us, man, how to interact, and he knew he was going to be dealing with different people. And some people who was going to believe him, Kim, uh, uh, was going to be on board, and they were going to be saved, and they were going to be sanctified, right? And they was going to be Holy Ghost filled, and they were going to be so saved and so high that they was going to look down on people, right? And so Jesus had to deal with that. So God was speaking through him to teach us when you become like Jesus and you understand who he is, don't get so high and mighty and think you're better than someone else. Because any event that you do is going to come back on you. Right? So he started to teach. Now watch this. It's the life-giving church. Here's what he says. Do not judge. Right? Do not judge others and you will not be judged. Right? Then he says this in verse 2. For you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. He says, so I want you to understand something. Now, because you understand who you are in Christ, and you go out there and you see people, man, that's really struggling, I want you to know they was created in my image. I want you to know I got my hand on their life. So don't judge what they're doing, and don't be judgmental. It's important you not do that, because those are your brothers and sisters. He said, don't judge them. He said, because the way you judge them, he said, the same thing going to come back to you. And it's not going to feel good when the, when the table turns. He said, but I want you to know it's people out there that's dealing with some things and struggling, and don't be judgmental about them, but go to them and show them my love and who I am. Because some of them are really hurting really bad, and they need somebody to love them. And some of them are, are in so much hell that they need you all to love the hell out of them. Right? So he, he said that it's important. But if you turn and you look at them, 
and you start judging them and you start thinking this is and you start talking about them, I want you to know I'm going to expose everything about you that nobody knows. And then I'm going to expose you, then people are going to judge you and you're going to know how it feels to be judged. And it don't feel good when people are talking about you. Isn't it interesting about a life-giving church? He said, be very careful what's going on. Because some people, man, the devil has tricked. He tricked them. He got them. They made a mistake. They did something wrong or something happened or somebody interrupted their life and did something and messed them up for real. And they don't know who Christ is and they can't get out of the rut. I want you to hear me well. Some people, I, I, I never forget, man, it was about 10 years ago, a couple called me in Ypsilanti, and I never forget, I went to meet with them, and the woman could not have sex with her husband. She just couldn't do it. She was a wonderful woman. She loved her husband, and he just couldn't deal with it. So they called me in Ypsilanti, and I met him at a hotel, and I'm talking to him, trying to counsel him through this thing, and the woman said to me, she said, uh, I love my husband with everything, Pastor Duran. He'll tell you, I do everything for him. I cook for him. The house is clean. I iron his clothes. I make. The, I just can't have sex with him. I just can't do it. I can't bring myself to do it, uh, uh, Pastor Duran. Uh, I just can't. And it, it was just, he said, but, but I, I, I know what a wife is supposed to do, so I'm doing everything. She said, I got raped when I was a kid. And every time that moment comes, it's too much for me. It's just too much. It's too overbearing for me, right? And so I, I, I just can't do it. Now, for those out there who've been abused, they know what I'm talking about. For those who don't, they say it don't make sense. It traumatizes you, right? It's people, man, that somebody injected them or gave their parents gave them alcohol when they was a kid, and they became alcohol because their parents made a crazy decision to give a kid some alcohol, and the kid got addicted to alcohol. Some parents gave their kids marijuana as a kid, and the kid got addicted to drugs. They gave it to them, right? And so they got addicted, right? And things happened. So when you're looking at them and you're trying to, you're trying to judge them, you don't know their situation. You don't know their circumstance. He said, I know you don't know. He said, but I'm working with them. That's why I brought you in their life. Because I need you to come alongside them and love them because you are the church. And, and so people will come to the building because of you. Because of your relationship with them, they'll come to the church building. All because of you. And guess what? And they won't come because of you. And and it's important. And they'll come because, why would they come? Because you told them that they would get something that would help change their life. And because you love them through what they're going through, they believe you. And the problem now is a serious problem. If you love somebody, you can't get rid of them. They want to call you. They want to text you. You, you say, man, I hate I even did something for them. I'm sorry. That's what love do. And some people are not taking advantage of you. They just finally found somebody, man, who care. 
and now they and they just hang on and they don't want to let you go because everybody else is beating them down. But you won't do it because you are the church and you know your role. He says, so don't judge nobody because you're going to be dealing with some issues. Then he goes on and says, he says, and why worry about the speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own eye? He said, now listen, don't be judgmental and looking at and worry about that problem when you know you got a problem, but your spirit is so high that you don't even recognize your problem anymore. Right? You're ministering. But the minute you forget your ministry and start looking at their issues, he said, you ain't going to be able to help them until you get rid of yours. So you can't talk about them. It's hard to judge somebody, man, when I know I'm cheating. You know, I'm sneaking. Don't nobody know I'm cheating. Right? It's hard for me to minister when I know. Because he's going to expose you when nobody else knows. It's almost like King David, uh, uh, when King David thought he had got away with it, and then God revealed it, right? So so it's important. So we're ministering to people, and we're looking at people with issues and problems. He said, don't judge them, because I need you to love them, and I need you to heal them, and I need you to deliver them, because I'm not going to do it. That's why I empowered you. He said, I'm not doing it. He said, I empowered you. Now, do what I told you to do. Help deliver them. Help heal them. Help set them free. And you have the power to do it. You got to know who you are. That's why he says, I'll be with you and I'll be in you. That's why he sent the disciples out in 12 and said, go read it. Just read it what he told them. He empowered them and he told them, he said, I want you to go preach the kingdom and heal the people. Now, because he had downloaded his system. Once God downloaded that system in you, he said, I need you to move and work and move and work. And everything you do is for salvation. I wouldn't care if you open the door for somebody. It's got to be for salvation. I wouldn't care if you serve coffee. It's got to be for salvation. Everything you do has got to be salvation. We got everybody signed up for the event on Saturday. It's all about salvation. I, the game you playing, you having fun. Now, if you get mad, you I get my grandkid was in the in the bounce house first. It ain't salvation. It ain't, I'm, I'm telling you, you, check yourself, right? Right now, so it's important. So you can't. That's why. I was, so now, when you're dealing with people, don't talk about the the law in your brother's eye when uh, when you got a tree in yours. Right? So we got we to try to get this sin. He says, work on getting that thing out of your life before you start judging people. Right? What he's trying to tell us is you just got to love people. Amen? Because then he called you a hypocrite. So you know what a hypocrite is, right? He said you're a hypocrite. Right? And, and what that means, you ain't nothing but a play actor. A hypocrite is a play actor. They act like they're something they're really not. That's why he says, first get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speckles. He said, because a hypocrite is a play actor. It's a person that's playing like they're something when they're really not. You plan saved, but you're not really saved. Because some of us, man, we can play the game. We know how to play the game. You see people do it all the time, and they swindle people out of their money, and all that in the name of Jesus. 
And you be you so mad when it happened to you. But that's how it is. Amen. So he, he wants to understand, he said, don't be a hypocrite because uh, when you see that person and you're dealing with that person, be genuine and realize that when you see them, the only reason I put you in their path is because I need you to transform them so we can have a bigger church. Not a bigger kingdom embassy because we don't care if they come to kingdom embassy. We want to be a, we want a church. We want, we want a group of people, man, who really want to make a difference in the life of people. You know, we was reading uh, 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 DeAndre uh, Pentecost thing and, and how she helped some of the people who didn't have resources. She said, I got this gift and talent. It's my business. But some people, uh, they just not going to have no money. Right? And, and, I, and, I, and God going to send them to me, and then I, I got to do what I got to do. And when she do it, I guarantee you, I put my life on it, she can't outdo God. She can't give, and God don't give her back good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. You can't do it. You can't outgive him. You can't outdo him. You can't outbless him. Uh, and so you ain't got to worry about nobody taking advantage of you when you're doing kingdom work. He says, good measure, people, man is going to give to you. Good measure, press down, shaking together. It, what, he, what he means, they're going to pack it down, shake it a little bit so you give them a room, pack it down some more and shake it. It's going to be running over. Men going to give to your bosom. Isn't that a blessing? That's kingdom work. But what is he going to do when you sitting back judging people and thinking you better than them? And you talking about them because you got a house. Keep on playing, and you won't have enough to pay your rent either. You won't have enough to pay your utilities either. And don't fool yourself. God know your income. Right? And, and a lot of us, we living beyond so much, and God is blessing us beyond our wildest dreams. We don't even know how we got that. But he increased our income, increased our salary. He did a lot of stuff for us. To make us special for what work? For kingdom work. You can't beat him giving. So I'm, I'm going to wrap this thing up. And here's what he said. I'm going to wrap this up. I got to wrap it up. Everybody said, wrap it up, put a bow on it. Here we go. He says, don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw your pearls to pigs because they will trample on it. Right? So what he's sharing with you. Is you're gonna go to people, he says, and you're gonna go to them, and and they may be in need or whatever, and you're gonna go to them. You're not gonna judge them. You're gonna go. They're gonna reject you, and they don't want to hear it. And some people gonna talk about you. He says, you know what you need to do? Pack it up, and leave. Don't try to give them something, man. That's gonna be transforming, and they reject it. If they reject it, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. He said. The minute you ain't saved, you not this, you need this. I, I, I love you. I'm gone. Jesus ain't no good. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm not mad. I'm not going to fight with you because my job is to love you. Right? And I, you may not be enlightened enough or I may not be enlightened enough or whatever. Right? I know, watch this here. I know my heart. And my heart is giving. And when I give my heart and you reject it, then I move because I know my heart. Right? And I'm not mad at you because he told me 
don't try to throw your pearls to swines. He said, they, they're going to reject it. So, so, right? He said, but you, your job is not to judge them. Just pull back and leave. Because eventually, every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess. You know, how many of us may got the testimony that somebody was trying to talk to us and we didn't want to hear it at the time? And then later on, I'm like, man, I wish I could see them now. Because it made a difference. You know, uh, when Ethan gets to the NBA, he's going to come back and he's going to think about it and he's going to get all these trainers and he's going to get all this stuff and he's going to go back. He said, I thought they was tripping. This is real talk. And then he's going to come back. He said, I got to go back, and I got to tell some kids, listen, this is real. You got to do this. Isn't God good? All the time. All the time. So, ooh, I should, ooh, nobody greater? Oh. Well, you don't want to hear me saying that. So we close with this. You matter to me. Everybody you thought you judged, everybody, man, you made comments about you running them down because you thought they weren't saved and you thought God didn't love them, you owe them an apology. You don't have to walk to them, but you talk to their spirit and speak to their spirit. And here's the thing. They're going to hear you in the spirit. If you sincere, they're going to hear you. I tell my wife all the time when she speaks, I say, Ardina, Hold it before you say it. And, and she be talking about adult, I, I cut it off. Because once you speak it, it travels because we're, uh, we're nothing but energy. And it travels. Right? And it goes. You wonder how to get there. And then also you come in a congregation and you wonder why people treat you this way. Right? Now, we all going to make mistakes. Everybody's going to make mistakes. We all going to make mistakes. But I, the bottom line is we got to love each other. And then you go and listen. So if you wrong somebody, if you thought you misjudged somebody, you did something, and from this day forward, we got to make a, 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 a effort, a committed effort, never to judge people because we don't know what they're going through, and whatever they're dealing with, we just gonna come alongside them and pray for them. Now we we may not come into their world, but we may pray for them. If God bring us into their world, then we come in. But God in his spirit will tell you when to come in the world and when to operate from a distance. He's going to tell you when. You can't go into everybody's world. You're not equipped for it. He's going to tell you, man, go into the middle of the bloods, Pastor Durr, and tell them Jesus saved. He said, man, you don't know about that culture. I got to get somebody who knows. Because you can say the wrong thing or have the wrong outfit on, and you won't get a chance to say anything. Amen? Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. We have to be a life-giving church. And it starts with us, not judging other people, looking at people, how God sees them. So now we see people realize, man, that God created them in his image. And they may be doing something. He knew everything about them, just like he knew everything about you. So now you see people and you see them different. Right? You see them different. Uh, If you don't know who Christ is, you don't know you don't have a relationship with God, we want to offer you the opportunity to make him the Lord of your life. 
We want you to have God in your life, working in your life. We can't do this thing, man, apart from God. I know you think you got the money and all that, but your money will run out, right? Everything will run out. You got to have a relationship with God. And we want to be here for you to help you do that. We want to come alongside you. Amen? We're not a church to take from you. We're a church to try to give to the community. Remember, we don't take, we give. That's our motto. We give. We love. It's about loving people. It's not about what we can get. Everything that you guys give to us, we try to use, man, to impact the community in such a way. We get ready to start a new ministry. Uh, it's going to be a food ministry. We we, we buy we buying freezers now because we got an opportunity uh, to get all these frozen foods and frozen meals and all that. And we're going to be able to give them out to saints. So the people out there, not even just saints, people that are going to be struggling is hungry. They'll be able to come in private and get some food to be able to help them at home because they're going to be struggling. So we're going to be doing a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Amen? Let us pray. Lord, thank you for everyone that's out there, the social media is in that world. Thank you for them for listening. We pray for everyone that's in this place. We ask you, Lord, to let your spirit reign so strong in their life that people can feel them as they step in the room and they can change the energy in the room. Thank you, Lord. I pray that as we move away from the church and as we go home to our jobs, our community, our family, um, we run into different kind of forces. Let the spirit in us be so strong that the people be able to feel your presence and they want to have a relationship with God and you can show them that God is real by the love you show toward them. God is how what they do. God is how they live. God is what's going on. We have you living in us. And that's greater than what's ever in the world. So thank you. We praise and magnify and give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now's the time of giving for those. Give the Lord a hand clap. I like that. Hey, we can't do what we do without you, and you guys have been amazing, absolutely amazing. You've been doing a wonderful, wonderful job. Please, people out there on social media, thank you all so much. We got some people that's really faithful to us in social media. But we ask you all, as a part of this family, to do your part. You know, give, and God's going to give back to you. Listen, we're here for you, right? And you are here for us, and we can do what we do with your help. Thank you all so much. You can give on Giveify. All right, you can give through the church app. We prefer you to give through our church app, right? Uh, because when you give through Giveify, they take a greater percentage. But if you give through Giveify, you feel good, that's fine. But if you can give through church, through the church app, right, it's, it's better, right? Because we, now, I want to share this with people who don't know, right? Kingdom Embassy is not like other churches, right? We have no debt. Right? We don't own, we don't, we don't, we don't have any debt other than utilities. Everything we have, our air conditioning, our floors, everything we did, man, we paid for it. The van, everything we have, we pay for it. Everything. So your money don't go out to interest to some bank and uh, some kind of loan company, whatever. Right? What you give, we use for ministry. And that's my mission. I don't want. That's why I don't finance nothing. Right? I don't think we should be giving eight, nine, hundred, a thousand dollars meant to the bank in interest. 
That's your money. We can use that for the ministry. So we don't do anything unless we have the money to do it. Everything we, every project we ever did, uh, we didn't do it until you guys gave enough for us to do it, and then we did the project. Right now, I do want to say, if there's anybody out there that's struggling, need something to eat or whatever, you know, you need food, whatever, call the church, man. Let us know, and we want to be there for you. Now, listen to me. I'm just gonna be honest over the pulpit. Right? If you're struggling with your rent. And you three or four months behind, you got to find an agency to do it. We don't have a resource to pay your rent for three months behind, right? We just don't have the resource. I wish we could do it, but we don't have that. We're not that kind of agency. But we can give you food, help you with food or whatever. Not that we can't help you with some utilities, something like that. We're not set, but we'll do what we can to help you. If we can't do it, we say we can't. We really can't, right? But also, you want to. You don't want to be. You don't want to be a person that asks for something and you don't give, right? I, we have people call all the time. Can the church do this here? I heard the church doing this, and I say no. He said, why you say no? Because we don't have, we can't do that. We never turn people down for food and stuff like that. But sometimes we can't pay rent. You know, we can't pay your car note from free behind. We just can't do that. So we have to say no. But if people come and ask for food and other things. They need diapers or something like that. We're there for you. We're going to do what we can to help you. All right? If y'all want us to do that rent and all that, you got to up the giving. <laughs> I mean, see, we just don't have enough to do it, man. I mean, that's real talk. I'm not being dishonest with you. I'm just saying. But we just can't afford it, man. And we don't want to be that agency, trust me. It's the people out there slicker than slick. They'll get you. They know every agency, and they know who will give, who don't, when you can get ejected, when you get But I'm telling you, they're hustlers. They're big-time hustlers. Let us buy it. Lord, as we give, we ask you, don't let everybody suffer their giving. We ask you to be a blessing in their life. And Lord, we ask you, those who have no job, we ask you to open up doors to opportunity for them to work. Lord, some people, they just need the desire to work because the jobs are there. Give them that desire. Like you said, if a man don't work, they shall not eat. So, Lord, we ask you to bless them in the name of Jesus. They can't worry about benefits and all that. You will take care of the benefits. They just got to work. So, Lord, we thank you for it. And, Lord, we also dismiss and leave this place, but never without your presence. So we ask you to let your presence be with us always. Let us be aware of your presence, because your presence is always with us. Let us be aware of it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. See yourself dismissed. Give your friend a hug, a high five, a clap or something.